The subject for today is our praying Savior. We look there at the verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. No child of God, really no matter who they are, are exempt from the attacks of the devil, of Satan. Yes, and the most spiritual and most zealous for the Lord are attacked most often and most severely because Satan resents yet he hates what a child of God accomplishes for the Lord and for his kingdom just as Satan was active in Paul's life only to read through Acts and through his epistles and you'll find how Satan it seemed to be at every turn in Paul's life Satan attacked him as read 1 Thessalonians 2 and 18 Paul said wherefore we would have come unto you I Paul once and again but Satan hindered us Satan hindered us and again the more spiritual a saint of God is the more often Satan will attack that individual we have only to look at the life of Job you read the book of Job and what Job suffered from the attacks of Satan lost his family lost his herds lost the confidence of his wife when she said to her husband curse God and die all as a result of Satan's attack and what kind of a man was, was Job there is none like him in the earth a perfect man an upright man one that feareth God and escheweth evil Job 1 verse 8 and yet all oh, how Job suffered at the hands of Satan the holier a Christian is the more fierce Satan will attack that child of God you think of our Saviour 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness Satan attacked the Son of God 
and continued to do so until he returned to his heavenly father now one of the Lord's most zealous of his disciples is about to come under attack of Satan Peter was a zealous individual he made, certainly didn't make mistakes but there's no one can deny he was zealous and here the Lord tells uh, Peter Simon, Simon behold Satan has desired to have you Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat but I have prayed for thee praise the Lord with a praying saviour what we want to notice here first of all is Satan's plan the Lord revealed it to Simon Peter Satan's plan Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat so we see that Satan's actions against God's people do not take the Lord by surprise the Lord knew exactly what Satan's plan was for Peter it may take Peter by surprise but certainly not the Lord the Lord is aware of all that the enemy of souls is planning for God's people here we have first of all the calling Satan's plan notice the calling and the Lord said Simon Simon there's his calling when addressing Peter he called his name twice the reason of course being the Lord wanted Peter's attention Simon Simon he wanted Peter's attention you recall over in Genesis 22 verses 10 to 11 after the Lord had tested Abraham and asked Abraham or told Abraham to offer up his son Isaac there was Isaac on the altar and Abraham his arm was raised with a knife and he was about to slay his son Abraham heard God call out Abraham Abraham call him twice had the Lord not paid it, or had Abraham not paid attention to the call of God Isaac would have been a dead child the Lord called Abraham twice because he wanted Abraham's attention the same 
was in 1 Samuel 3 verse 10 <coughs> when the Lord called out to young Samuel and again he called him twice Samuel Samuel and young Samuel not obeyed that voice or paid attention to the call of God when he called his name twice Samuel would have missed out with God how often have you heard and known the Lord call out to you perhaps in a particular matter the Lord has called you and called you again and again What about salvation? How often has the Lord called you to come to him and receive him as Saviour? More than twice, I would say. And except you obey that call of God, you will perish for all eternity. They remember also when the Lord was in the house of Mary and Martha. Martha complained to the Lord that Mary wasn't helping her to prepare a meal. Mary had chosen that better part. Mary was sitting at the feet of the Savior hearing his word. And after Martha complained, we read that the Lord cried out, Martha, Martha, thou art cumbered about much serving, but Mary has chosen that better part. Martha was so caught up with serving, she had no time to sit at the Lord's feet. And the Lord said of Mary, Mary has chosen that better part. But he called Martha's name twice again to get her attention. And the Lord called out Simon's name twice to get his attention. He had something very important to say unto him. We read in Job 33 verse 14 For God speaketh once Yea, twice Yet man perceiveth it not Oh how true that is Again, especially with sinners Those who know not Christ God speaketh once Yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. Completely rejects the Lord's word, the Lord's call. It would have too bad if Abraham had not heard the voice or obeyed the voice of God. Too bad if Samuel had not obeyed the voice of God. Too bad if Martha had not obeyed the voice of God. 
and here some uh, here Peter was spoken to twice and we'll say if he obeyed the voice of God as well as the call we have the charge is it any wonder that the Lord called Peter's name twice he wanted his disciples to know what Satan's plans were for him and we have it in verse 31 Satan or Simon Simon behold Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat notice how Satan singled out Peter Satan has desired to have you desired to have you indeed the word the words to have look carefully the Lord said Simon, Simon behold Satan has desired to have you the words to have were in italics which tells us they're not in the original and so what the Lord said Satan hath desired you Satan hath desired you and we look again the word desired is the word that can be re rendered demanded Satan has demanded to have you this is what Satan wanted for Simon Peter he demanded him we see how focused Satan was on Peter just as he had been on Job he wanted to destroy Job altogether and likewise he wanted to destroy Peter but with Job so with Peter Satan could not do anything he could not do anything beyond the Lord's will what the Lord permitted And we should remember that the Lord permits Satan to attack the saints for a reason. Turn to Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Second Corinthians chapter twelve. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 7 Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure 
For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. The affliction that, that Paul suffered, how did he describe it? The messenger of Satan. <clears throat> the messenger of Satan. It was for a reason. Paul said himself, it was to keep him humble so he would not be exalted above measure. <coughs> Messenger of Satan was used to keep Paul humble. But the truth is, the Lord is always in control, not Satan. The Lord's in control. So we have looked at Simon Peter's calling and the charge then you have the cause we see here in Luke 22 in our reading we know that the, this attack by Satan came upon him because he was the most zealous of the disciples and the Lord told Peter what Satan wanted to do with him. <coughs> that he may sift you as wheat. So here was Satan. He demanded Peter. He demanded to have Peter that he may sift him as wheat. Now you take the word sift as you would understand the word means to shake. He wanted Peter to shake him. Just as Paul spoke to the Thessalonian believers about being shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by my word not interesting <coughs> Paul had delivered his letter to this first letter to the Thessalonians and evidently some of them were shaken by it shaken in mind neither by my spirit nor by my word. Have you ever been shaken by the word of God? A word spoken, and that word has shaken you, brought you to realize perhaps what you need to do, what you have, what you haven't been doing. Sometimes we need to be shaken up and be reminded of the responsibilities as a Christian. But looking at Satan's attack on Peter, we see what he wanted to shake. Look at it. It's evident that Satan 
purpose to shake Peter's faith. That's what we read. The Lord said, But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Believer, how often has that happened to us? How often has it happened to us? Things have taken place in your life that you can't understand and you cannot explain. And you wonder, why did this happen to me? And it has shaken your fear. You say, why? Why did God not intervene? Why did God not help me? And it has shaken your fear. Well, no matter what, untoward happens to us, Satan will use it. Listen, Satan will use it to shake us in an attempt to weaken our faith and our trust in the Lord. You can be sure of that. Just as Paul was told, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. There you go. Paul says we're not ignorant of his devices. And so when things happen that you can't explain and you don't understand, and you wonder why it have happened, you can be sure Satan will not be far away and tell you all oh, God has forgotten about you. And if you listen to him, it'll weaken your it'll weaken your faith and it'll give you a shaking. So we've considered Satan's plan for Peter as we have there in Luke 22 and verse 31 and the Lord says Simon Simon behold Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat but here's the good part the Lord said but I have prayed for thee Amen but I have prayed for thee as well as Satan's plan, you have the Saviour's prayers. How good it is to have a Saviour that prays for us. Good to have a praying partner. And here we see that we could not have anyone better, anyone better than the Lord Jesus Christ as a praying partner after the Lord revealed to Peter the intentions of sin the Lord uttered those wonderful words but I have prayed for thee here we have then first of all the response sin has desired to have you that he may sift you as weak but I have prayed for thee there's the Lord's response the Lord respond 
to the desires yeah the demands of Satan and the Lord responded with prayer Lord says was a good example doesn't it how do we respond to the attacks of the devil do we respond the same way by prayer or perhaps we respond by blaming the Lord why the Lord hasn't intervened believer let us rejoice that we have a saviour who has power in prayer the Lord's prayers are more powerful than any demand or plan of the devil Christ's prayers are more powerful than anything that Satan has or what he can do <coughs> to God's people and Peter had the Lord praying for him <coughs> listen thankfully we have the same Lord praying for us what a blessing that is what a comfort that is listen to these words wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him listen seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them Hebrews 7 25 Paul of course is speaking about Christ wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost always does a good job to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him by Christ seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for listen he ever lives to intercede he ever lives to pray for us oh wonderful saviour we have one who's always in prayer for us as he was in prayer for Peter when others forget to pray for us when others stop praying for us listen the Lord neither forgets neither does he stop praying blessed be he's always praying for us and when you're going through a hard time and things are not turning out the way you expected remember this there's one in the glory who's praying for you. If nobody else is praying for you, the Lord is. The Lord's praying. He's in the glory. And he'll never forget to pray. He'll never stop praying. He knows your need. He knows your name. 
And as he said to Peter, he says to us, I have prayed for thee. That was the Lord's response. And then you have the reason. The Lord revealed to Peter what he was praying for. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. That Greek word translated fail comes from our English word to eclipse. You talk about the eclipse of the sun or the moon. The one blots out the other. That's the word we have here. I have bread for thee that thy faith fail not or is not eclipsed, not hidden altogether. The object of the Saviour's intercession was that Peter's faith might not altogether die. Though for a time it may be very, very weak. Just the way our faith is weak at times. You remember how often the Lord said to the disciples during his public ministry. He spoke about their faith being so weak. Why is your face so weak? Well, here's the Lord. And if our faith is weak, we know the Lord is praying for us that our faith will not fail altogether. Faith is the root of the Christian character. And the part which Satan especially strives to overthrow and the Lord didn't want Peter's faith to be eclipsed altogether oh how Satan can cause the believer to yield to temptation become worldly so that their faith is eclipsed and it cannot be seen just as someone can profess to know the Lord and say they have faith in God but are they living for the world and yielding to temptation well their faith cannot be seen at all You might see an individual who lives that way. And you could say in response, I don't think that man, that woman has faith in God at all. Because of the way they're living. Well, the Lord was praying for Peter that his faith would not fail. It would certainly be weak 
he prayed that Peter's faith would not fail altogether. No. <coughs> so we've noted <coughs> the response the Lord prayed for Peter. We've noted the reason that his faith failed not. And then <coughs> the Lord here makes mention of the restoration. Notice what he said. Verse 32, Luke 22. That I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now the Lord, when he used the term converted, was obviously not speaking about the new birth. <coughs> Peter had already experienced the new birth. He had already been saved by grace. So when the Lord used the word converted, he meant <coughs> Recovering from a fall. Recovering from a fall. Boy, did Peter fall that night. That night, Peter was to have a great fall, denying that he ever knew the Lord. Imagine. He denied that he ever knew the Lord. When the Lord in grace restored Peter. Turn over to John 21. John 21. <coughs> After Peter had denied the Lord he was sure his ministry was finished. So he went back to his old trade the fishing. When the Lord appeared on the shore that day, and we read and looked, sorry, John 21, verse 15, the Lord had filled their nets with fish, called them to the shore, said unto them come and dine imagine imagine each of the disciples had denied the Lord and deserted him and here's the grace of the Lord Jesus but he said to Peter and the other disciples that they come and die and then we read verse 15 so when they had died Jesus said to Simon Peter said to Simon Peter Simon son of Jonas lovest thou me more than these he said unto him yea Lord thou knowest that I love thee he said unto him feed my lambs verse 16 he said to him again second time Simon son of Jonas lovest thou me 
he says unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. The same thing, the end of verse 17. He said unto him, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. That was the fulfillment of what the Lord prayed for. And when thou art converted, in other words, Peter was restored to his first love. And when he was restored to his first love, the Lord had a work for him to do. Strengthen my brethren, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Oh, believer, we are so thankful, listen, we're so thankful that the Lord will never cast his people away. Never. He could easily have cast Peter and the other six disciples that day as it were in the scrap heap. The Lord said, I want nothing more to do with you. But no, the Lord in grace called Peter to himself. Peter, lovest thou me more than these? Yea, thou knowest that I love thee. Peter, feed my sheep. The Lord still had a work for Peter to do. That's the grace of God. That's the grace of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. The Lord never cast off his people, no matter how far down they fall. <coughs> we have considered Satan's plan, the Saviour's praying. Finally, we have Simon's promise. Here's another instance of Peter speaking without thinking. Look here at first of all his declaration. The Lord told him, Sin that desired to have you, to shake you as weak. But I pray for thee that thy faith faileth not. And then Peter answers. They said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee. <coughs> Both in the prison and to death. There is Peter's declaration. On the face of it, it was commendable what Peter said. But saying, and doing are two very different things. Saying and doing are completely different. And again here <coughs> is another example of Peter's zeal but wasn't according to knowledge. Had the Lord not just told Peter what Satan 
proposed to do to him Peter just seemed to ignore the Lord's words as if he didn't hear them at all and he made this great boast a boast that he would not go through with it never mind going to prison never mind dying for Christ why after the time or even that very night he denied even knowing Christ denied knowing the Lord Peter's promise reminds us of the Saviour's own words in another place the Lord said but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh to evil. In other words, what you say, be sure and follow through with it. Let your yea be nay, yea, and your nay, nay. Be a man of your word. Do what you promised to do. Don't promise something and then not go through with it. That surely is the, the lesson here. As well as Peter's declaration, but Peter's denial. after promising so much the Lord revealed to his disciple what he would actually do to think of it Peter says I'll go to prison for you I'm going to die for you Lord said Peter tonight you're not even acknowledge that you know me. You'll tell those who challenge you, I know him not. And he did it with those in curses as well. Oh, what a fall. What a fall Peter experienced that night. And that'll be the next part of our study. As we consider the fall of Peter, that very night at which he was said to go to prison, they would die for Christ. Thankfully, believer, in all our trials and attacks by the devil, is one in the glory is praying for us. He'll never forget to pray. He'll never fail to pray. Because he ever lived to make intercession for us. And the Lord bless his words to our hearts. That's God in prayer. Oh, our dear Lord. <coughs> We thank thee, Lord, for thy word.
that issues before us so many warnings challenges us Lord about living for thee O loving God I pray thou would write thy word upon our hearts today may we give consideration again to what we have learned and what the Lord has said to us Lord bless us this day this thy day grant us all traveling mercy remember sister Morag not feeling so well at this time Lord bless her put thy healing hand upon her and now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be our abiding portion now and forevermore and Lord come and meet with us again this evening we pray in the Saviour's holy name Amen